You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today, since episode 50 was all about your three most common leash walking questions, I figured I would stick with that theme for episode 75 and talk about the different leash walking tools, specifically leashes, collars, and harnesses. And I wanted to do this because there are so many different types out there and there's pros and cons to all of them. And I want to help you make the decision that's right for you and your dog. Now, of course, I have my go-tos, which I'll talk about which ones they are and why, but that doesn't mean that there won't be a different tool out there that's better for you and your dog. Because it also depends on what you're looking for. Like, are you struggling with leash pulling or are you just looking for something to use every day? What size is your dog? What age is your dog? All of these things play into what may or may not work best for you. Now, there are ones that I don't use and I don't recommend, which I will also talk about. But again, this is all to help you make the right decision for you. And of course, I'll have some extra tips for picking out the tools for young puppies. Now, I did end up having to split this up into two different episodes. So today is going to be part one where I'm going to talk all about leashes. And then the next episode is going to be all about the collars and harnesses. Now, the biggest drawback is that this is audio and I'm going to be talking about physical products. So all the different types that I'm going to talk about here, I will post pictures in the show notes just in case you're not sure what it looks like. You'll be able to go there and see exactly what I'm talking about. So let's get started with talking about leashes. That's the simplest category because at the end of the day, all you really need is a six foot standard leash. You know, there's a loop at one end, a clip on the other, and it's about six feet long. This is great for everyday use, for teaching leash manners, and even using it as a house line, which is essentially putting a leash on your dog and letting them drag it around the house so you have a little bit more control, especially if you have that adolescent puppy that might be causing some trouble. The material of it is strictly personal preference. You want to be able to, you know, walk your dog with two hands, especially if you're working on leash manners. So you want it to be comfortable enough that you can grab the leash with both hands, meaning like the chains or like the super thin ropes sometimes don't work as well. But again, it is all personal preference on what's going to be the most comfortable for you. I will say, because this is a mistake that I made way back when, is if you have a puppy, um, especially a small puppy, you're going to want to pay attention to the weight of not only the clip at the end, but the leash itself. Just because wearing a leash is like a new experience for a puppy. And if it's like big and bulky, it's going to be harder to get them used to it. So just something to keep in mind when you buy their first leash, the weight of that clip and the leash itself. When you go to the store and you look at them, you're going to see what I'm talking about. 
Now, the other type of leash that I do recommend is a long line. This is more of like a supplemental tool, but because it does have its uses, but it shouldn't be used on everyday walks. So I'm not talking about a retractable or flexi leash. We'll talk about that in a second, but just pretty much a long leash. I like 30 feet. I find that's enough room to give your dog some freedom, but not so much like a 50 foot leash that it gets all tangled up. And I never feel like 20 feet was quite enough. So I find 30 feet is like a nice happy medium. And this is just use anytime you wanna give your dog or your puppy some freedom, but still have that control of them being on the leash. So it can be in your backyard, at a park, when you start doing recall training and they decide not to listen to you, you can still reel them in. Even if your backyard is fenced in, I still recommend keeping your puppy on a leash because they can still get into a lot of trouble and learn that they don't have to listen to you because you don't have much control if they like run into the bushes or just simply run away from you. So having this long line as a tool is very useful. Now, there is one other type of leash that I used to use, but I don't anymore, and that's called a slip lead. And what that is, it looks like just a regular leash, but it loops around on the bottom, which loops around the dog's head, and it's pretty much, it becomes like a collar and leash all in one. And the purpose is for leash walking skills, because what this leash is supposed to do, it sits right behind under their chin and behind their ears. And that gives you a lot of control over their head, which gives you a lot of control while you're on the walk and prevents pulling and makes teaching the leash manners easier. And that's exactly what I used to use it for, but I don't anymore because It takes a little bit of skill to use this leash and it can be very easy to misuse it because it has to sit there behind the dog's ears and around and under its chin for it to work properly and safely. And you have to hold the leash straight up from behind the dog's head. So if it angles back just a little bit, it slips down around their neck and then it just becomes like a choke collar. You don't, you lose the control that it's supposed to give you. And now it's around your dog's neck. And if they're pulling, it tightens up to the point where it could choke them. And even though if used correctly, it is a good and gentle tool, it's it takes a lot of practice. So in my experience, I spent more time teaching my clients how to use this tool than the tool actually became beneficial. So... I'm not saying don't use this, but just use it with caution because it's very easy for it to be misused. But if you know how to use it right, or if you're under the supervision of a trainer who's teaching you how to use it, then go for it. But there are other tools when we talk about collars and harnesses that I now use for leash walking skills and leash pulling that could be another option for you. Now, the leash that I don't use and don't recommend is the retractable leash, also called a flexi leash. That's when you have that apparatus and it kind of go and the leash can go like in and out. You can lock it to be whatever length you want. And I have an entire podcast episode on why I do not like these types of leashes. Most trainers don't because they actually cause more leash walking problems, then they help. They're also not safe. And I know if this is the first time you're hearing me say this, a lot of times it's like, but wait a minute, everybody has them. I know, 
I know. If it was up to me, I would go and buy out every single retractable leash in every single pet store and throw them all out. So if you're interested on exactly why, you can go listen to episode 11 on why I think you should leave your retractable leash at home. At the end of the day, if you have a retractable leash, switch to a regular six-foot leash for a week. You won't go back because you're going to realize how much control you're actually losing and how much better it feels to walk them with a regular standard leash. And that is all I have for you today. So part two is going to be all about collars and harnesses because we need something to attach the leashes to. So that's going to be episode 76. If you need visual aids, I posted some pictures in the show notes to help you out. You can find that at playtimepause.com forward slash episode 75. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen, and that helps other puppy owners find the podcast. If you'd like to continue training with me, you can check out my website, playtimepause.com. I have private in-person and video sessions. And of course, my brand new Playtime Pause Academy membership, where no matter where you are in your training journey, you can come get extra help from me and support from your other dog parents that are going through the same things you are. No matter what, I always thank you so much for supporting me and this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I'll speak with you soon. Bye for now.